0: Hey everyone, what's up? It is Jeff from Modern Combat Survival. Welcome to podcast episode number 269. So I don't know if I've really fully announced it here yet, but due to some family obligations right now, I'm I'm living half of my time up in my home in rural Texas and half of my time in an apartment that I'm renting in the suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. Now, one thing I've been very aware of is the differences in how I've prepared for home defense in my home, as opposed to how I've had to prepare for a break-in at my apartment. Now, I know many of you may also have a similar situation where you have special considerations for living in an apartment or a condo or a townhouse or or a trailer. So, for this week's episode, I thought I'd share with you my own tactical fine-tuning, if you will, in five different areas of my own home defense planning. Now, it's all coming right up, but first, don't forget to grab this week's free show notes, including a handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all the main points from this week's show. All you have to do is head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 269 and download it all absolutely free. And now, let's talk tactics.
1: Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival.
0: Okay, welcome back everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face as your role as a protector and a patriot. And I'll tell you, so this has been an experience for me. It's been a long time since I've lived in an apartment. Um, I've lived in every, I've lived in apartments before and trailers before and condos before and townhouses. And, um, I've gotten really spoiled living out in the country in, uh, just a rural town in, in Texas, about an hour outside of, of Austin. It's a beautiful little town. Uh, I love it. I've definitely, like I said, I've gotten very spoiled here just being able to pee off my back, my back deck. Right. Um, a little bit too much information. No, I'm giving it to you anyway, um, but definitely living um, half of my time now in an apartment in the suburbs of Chicago, Illinois is obviously a, a big difference in surroundings for me, an environment in threat in a lot of different factors as a gun owner and as a protector um, that I haven't had to deal with in a long time. And I've certainly made my adjustments as soon as I got there, actually, as soon as I even before I had the apartment. Um, in how I chose the apartment, in what I was looking for, and the things that I've done after that to prepare myself, um, I just I thought it would be a really good opportunity to I know we, when we talk about home defense, a lot of times people actually are ourselves we talk about it in the framework of it's an actual house like your standard two bedroom or your know, three bedroom two bath house, but not everybody lives in those kind of surroundings. We have a lot of different people out there that live in apartments and 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 trailers and in, in condos and townhouses. So I think this is going to be really important. Now, what I've done here is, um, is is I've broken it down into five different areas that I've had to adjust. And those are uh, number one is security, like a security system and how I protect the premises uh, with security equipment. Also the second one is the safe room design. I'll talk more about what that is here in just a little bit. Uh, the third one is weapon choice. Number four is ammunition choice. And then number five is the tactical response priorities for what I'm going to do in the case of a home invasion, or in this case, an apartment invasion invasion as well, right? Now, it should also be noted that when I am up in Illinois, my my apartment is really kind of like an office with a bed. It it is an apartment. It is in an apartment building. Um, However... Um, I don't have my family there with me. It's basically just usually just me and my dog there. And I am it's basically I don't have to worry about my child in the next room sort of thing. So so obviously everything's going to be personalized for whatever your situation is. But I think still going through the process that I've gone through, you'll be able to come up with your own fine tuning, if you will for anything that you might want to do in your personal circumstances. Okay. So let's go ahead and jump into these right now. And the first one i will talk about is the home security system. Okay. So and what I'm, doing, I'm going to break this down from what I do at my home and then what I do in the apartment. So at home I'm really at kind of more of a threat for home invasion than I am in my apartment building. Now, this might seem a little bit weird to people, especially since I live in a rural area. Like I don't have neighbors right on the, on the sides of me where I can walk out on my front porch and look over and wave high at my neighbor. So you would think that it's actually, you know, that seclusion gives me a lot of, a lot of basically advantages, but it, it actually doesn't because I, because I don't have other people around me that can, that can look and see if somebody's breaking into my house then that makes me actually kind of a bigger target in a way because anybody that's looking to invade my home doesn't necessarily have to worry about other people's peepers looking at them. Right? Um, So I've made accommodations for that in my home. Now, now admittedly I live in an area where we don't have a lot of home invasions or break-ins, but as our community grows, as, as our city of Austin grows and is pushing people out of the city, they're what used to be a rural town is, going to be end up becoming the suburbs eventually of of the city. So this is an ongoing problem. And I have had I have picked up on my CCTV cameras that I have built into my system at home. I have come up with people that have triggered the uh, the motion response and I've caught them on video going around the back of my home looking in my windows. I've been able to call the police even from being in Illinois. I would get the alarm. I can I can watch them on my phone. And I've called the police. Unfortunately, nobody's ever been caught. But I have had two times where I have had people on my property that were not authorized to be there. And one time, per somebody actively looking around, Doors and windows looking inside on the back of my property, and they obviously should not have been there. Okay, now in my home, I have put in a full CCTV system. I have wireless security at all the entry points around my home. I have motion security sensors inside of my home. Like I knowing that I have a threat there, it's it's really wired up. Okay, now my apartment is a little bit of a different story. I actually feel like I have less of a threat of a an apartment invasion there because I chose an apartment building with central hall access instead of an independent outside access. So, you know, some apartments have the door on the outside where it's, you don't have to go into like a central hallway where there's doors in the hallway that go into the apartments. I personally chose one where you do have to go into the building in order to get to the other doors. So, If somebody is trying to break a door down, if they're trying to break my door down or if they're if they're banging on the door at two o'clock in the morning trying to get my attention, there's other people in the hall that are likely to be able to hear that. Okay, so sound travels in apartments. I can hear the the apartments on the left of me and underneath me. I can hear when the, the guy underneath me is playing his video games. I can hear when their baby's crying. So if you've ever lived in either trailer park or apartment building, you know, that sound travels, right? Well, home invaders will know that also, and they don't want to be, they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be, they don't want witnesses. And so it's much more likely that I'm going to be attacked in a, my rural setting in my home in Texas than I am in the apartment in the outskirts of, uh, of Chicago. Okay. However, this most apartments do not have any sort of a security system in place. So that could be something that you work out with the landlord. For me, I don't feel like I had to do that because I have a mobile system that I use. It's actually my survival system that I, I bring with me in my vehicle. If I am in a in an evacuation scenario, I still want to have the means to be able to um, be able to detect people around me uh, that shouldn't be around me, things like that. So I have mobile systems that I have taken with me up to Illinois and put there. Now that includes an audio door alarm, which is basically a simple tripwire system that I just hook onto the handle and when the 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 basically the pin gets pulled it sets off the a, a high decibel alarm that goes off that's going to stop anybody from coming in my entry points as far as the the doors go any windows that i have are two two stories up i'm on a i'm on a two story building um with only four apartments in it so this was something also that i did uh, uniquely because I don't want that many people around me. If it's a survival scenario, I don't want like a whole massive apartment complex around me. So I chose one that had an, a, a central hallway. It did have um, a locked door on the outside. So you have to buzz your way in. So that's helpful. Although I'm sure everybody knows you can get around that by buzzing somebody else or just following somebody into the apartment building. Right. So there's ways around that. So I don't see that as my, my primary uh, person, It is a delay. It is a it is a deterrence, maybe, but it's not an actual like, you know, stop stop gap measure. OK. All right. So um, I want to make sure that I do have alarm systems in place, though. So I have my access points there. Um, Anybody trying to get in through the windows would need a ladder to get in. There's no door. There's no trees around there that they'd be able to climb. Um, I also have proximity alarms in specific areas of my apartment. Now it is a it's a pretty good size apartment. It's not like a newer apartment, but it has good sized bedrooms. It has a good sized living space there, and I've been able to put in proximity alarms that are that are ba- battery operated, really easy to um, to put up. They just basically stick on the areas that I want them, and that's fine. I also have wireless CCTV cameras inside there as well. So I get a notification if somebody comes through where the the CCTV cameras are, even if I'm not there at the apartment. So if somebody were to break in when I'm not there, it notifies me. I can watch them on my cell, on my cell phone. I can call the police. I can let them know anything that they need to know about the people in there. I'm taking video of them while they're in there. So I love these wireless CCTV cameras. There, there, there's nothing really to install. They're really inexpensive now. They all, they're, they're just super easy. And so, um, I have those both in, in the home security system as well as in the apartment. All right. So that takes care of the security systems that I have for both of those. Now let's talk about, um, the safe room. So the safe room really is kind of like your, um, it's, it, it, can be your main retreat area. So if there's a home invasion, your goal isn't to battle it out with them in your living room if you don't have to. If you can get everybody into a, into a safe room that is well stocked, it's well defended, it's well, um, there's barriers in there, like somebody's shooting through walls, like you're, you're really safe inside of that safe room. That way, if somebody is able to get, to, I mean, inside of that safe room, when you're barricaded there, you can call the police and you just wait. When If somebody were to make it all the way through your home and get to your safe room and try to get through that door, well, they don't necessarily know that you're in there. Most likely, I mean, they shouldn't know that you're in there, and that would be a very fatal move. If they've gotten all the way there, through locked doors, through your home and everything, and and uh, while the police are, are on their way there, by the time they get to your safe room, that's where you make your final stand, okay? If they've gotten that far, they're serious, and then you can either warn them away or you can shoot through the door. Um, You should always have positive. Obviously, you should always have positive ID. But another reason why the CCTV cameras come in really handy is because you can watch on your phone inside of your safe room where people are in your your home, who they are. Are they home invaders? Is it drunk Uncle Albert coming in in the middle of the night when, you know, because he he wanted to grab a ham sandwich and he knew that you had ham in your refrigerator, you know, whatever the reason is you want to positively identify who those people are. Okay. So the safe room is really, really critical part of your home defense plan. Now in my home, it's well positioned. In fact, we built the home in our home in Texas. And so I actually designed the safe room and built the house around it for that specific purpose uh, for home a tactical home defense plan. So it's well positioned already. It has my safe in there. It has a, a large safe in there, which also acts as a bullet barrier for me and my family. It's well stocked and I have multiple escape options from there as well. So I have lots of barriers in between to keep somebody delaying them from the get to get to us while I'm waiting for the police to come and I can escape if I need to. Okay. But my goal is to stay there in that safe room. Okay. In the apartment, it's a little bit different. My bedroom actually became my safe room because of its strategic placement there. So if it's in the middle of the night, I don't have to go to another place. It is just me in the room. So I don't have to worry about going and and clearing the house to get to another family member. Um, So my bedroom is my safe room. But And what happens most of the time in apartment buildings and in trailers and and condos and townhouses is that the interior doors are all hollow doors. Okay, it's a cheap and expensive way to just have a barrier for privacy, but not for protection. And so what I did was I got the permission of my landlord to be able to go out go ahead and trade out the hollow interior door to my bedroom with a solid core door. And I did it at my expense. It's not, it's not expensive to do, but it is an important factor when creating that barrier. Now, at night, also because there, I am in a much smaller location, it's, you know, it's only about like seven or eight steps from the front door if they got through that to my bedroom door. Um, so. I need to give myself as much delay time as I possibly can for me to wake up, to be able to hear the alarm, be able to get what's going on, be able to grab my weapon, get to where I need to in my safe room. And so for that reason, I lock my, my door at night while I sleep. Now I do that at home also, but it's very important, especially important inside of tighter quarters where you need more delay mechanisms there. So lock the door at night while you sleep. And I make sure that I do that at the apartment. Now, the other thing is that I don't have a lot of options inside of that bedroom in order for the um, in order for me to be able to have a real true gun engagement inside of that room. I don't have a lot of barriers in there. Um, I do have like one suitcase that is that I keep filled with old books and things that I can use as a bulletproof barrier um, because I don't have the same type of barriers that I have in my normal in my home. So actually my main thing though is to get out of the apartment. And since I'm only on the second floor there and it's not a small, it's not a, it's not a long drop down to the bottom. I actually have two different avenues that I can take out of my bedroom to be able to just get out of the apartment altogether. Okay. So my goal is if somebody breaks into the home, I have my barrier there. My, my, my uh, door is locked. Once I get up, I can quickly get out of that apartment. Again, this would change if I had like my child in the other bedroom of the apartment. Right. So I'm not just going to I'm not just going to go out of the other the other room there. Um, There would be other accommodations that I would make for that. However, it's just me. So that's my plan. Get out the window. Go get help. All right. Call for help anyway, but get out of the window and then get the hell out of Dodge. Okay. All right. Okay. So listen, coming up next, we need to talk about weapons. Right. Uh, Everyone's favorite topic. But Home defense isn't a one-weapon-fits-all scenario, and different weapons and the ammo that you use all have different advantages depending upon your personal circumstances. Now I'm going to explain why, as well as what I've done to adjust my own home defense arsenal coming right up. But first, check out this special message.
1: What if everything you knew about how to stop a violent attacker with your gun was wrong? Discover the advanced tactics you must know now to protect yourself and those you love with a firearm. Check out our free book, Stopping Power Secrets. Inside, you'll find such no-hold-barred shockers as one, the three most common myths and misinformation shoveled out by movies and gun range know-it-alls that could get you killed in a real-life gunfight. Two, the cold, hard truth about your personal weapon's ability to be a one-shot man-stopper. Three, what coroners know about selecting the right ammo for your firearm that you don't. Four, and the simple training trick used by Abrams Tank Crews and commercial airline pilots that will prepare you for a real attack even better than your best day at the range. Don't place your family's safety in the hands of Hollywood fairy tales and hearsay. Claim your free copy of Stopping Power Secrets now, now at www.stoppingpowersecrets.com.
0: And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back, and we are talking about how to adjust your home defense tactical planning based upon your personal living arrangements. For me, it was the difference between my home in rural Texas. And the apartment that I'm now renting in the outskirts of Chicago, Illinois. All right. But now it's time to turn our attention to weapon selection. And I know this is what everybody loves to talk about. And and I really do mean it. It's not a one weapon fits all type of a scenario. So let me give you an example. In my home, I have basically. my, I'll, I'll just cut to the chase. Like my weapon of choice is my AR 15 pistol that I have. Okay. So if you're not familiar with that, it is an AR 15 platform. Um, however, it is in a pistol format, not as a, as a true long gun. So it has a, a short, a short barrel on it. Um, it does, it does fit the legal definition of a pistol. So it is not something that I have to get specially licensed for or anything like that. Okay. So, it, but it is my it is my ar pistol now the reason why i chose that i don't want to you know you can if you want to know like all the reasons why i i, I highly recommend the ar platform like a, a rifle or an ar pistol as your weapon of choice for home defense go back and check out podcast number 170 where i go in into depth into about all the advantages of it but just in a nutshell here it is accurate at longer distances and i have a larger home in Texas. And so there are possibilities. If I'm on my loft and somebody is in the kitchen, I have a straight shot there. That's going to be a good 15, 15 yards away or so. Right. I think, right. I haven't really measured it out, but nonetheless, it's a longer distance and I need to be more accurate. And a long gun has, is, is more accurate. So I have the accuracy of a long gun in that situation. All right. Also the AR-15, as opposed to what most people think, Because most people think that, well, a rifle has um, a severe over-penetration problem. Actually, the AR-15, the 5.56 uh, uh, round has less over-penetration problems than other weapons that you might choose, such as a shotgun or even a handgun as well. So tests have shown that the 5.56 bullet is actually not going to, like overpenetration is not as much of a factor as you think it is. But it does have excellent stopping power because of the speed that is behind it, all right? Obviously, it has stopping power, which is what we use for, uh, for basically, for, for combat, right, with soldiers use, all right? So that is my weapon of choice at home. Now, those advantages don't necessarily work for me in my apartment. Okay, so um, for a number of different reasons. So for one, Illinois hates guns. Okay, they do. And especially AR-15s. In fact, one of the towns that I used to live in when we lived in Illinois for 11 years before um, made national news because they basically outlawed AR-15s from you owning them in the town. Okay, this made national news. They they eventually had to walk it back after they had voted it in at the city council. There was enough uproar that people said, "Oh, hell no!" and they they had to go ahead and take it back and allow people to own AR-15s. But it just goes to show you how much it re- they really hate guns. Now, when I walk around where my apartment is, I'm in a I'm in a, a really kind of a built up um, built up town. So there's lots of restaurants, there's lots of businesses there. And I can tell you probably 85% of all of the businesses and the restaurants there all have no gun signs on the doors. Not no open carry signs or not no unlawfully registered, uh, gun signs. We're talking about no guns allowed. Okay. So I know that an AR-15, especially if I have to use that in, in, for personal home defense, I'm going to have a, if, if I'm brought in the court to be able to justify my decisions and why I shot this person or why somebody else even, maybe even got hit once they parade the AR-15, especially an AR-15 pistol around the courtroom. Well, that's not going to go very well in the state of Illinois. In Texas, I probably get a hoorah, right? But in Illinois, it's not that way. So I need to make sure that I can handle the fight that happens after the home invasion also. And so I chose not to use my AR-15 pistol there. Also, I don't need long gun accuracy in my apartment. It's a smaller space. I don't, I'm not as worried about being able to hit my target. Okay. However, I have a solution for that anyway that, that I've used with my, with my choice here. Okay. Because my actual choice for my apartment is my 20 gauge shotgun. I have a semi-automatic 20 gauge shotgun. It's a Mossberg. And and for one, I'm a I'm a huge believer in the twenty gauge over the twelve gauge as your shotgun. So in my opinion, that is the best home defense shotgun that you can get. So the best tactical shotgun that you can get. If you want to know all the reasons why, I would suggest listening to podcast number one hundred and sixty-nine, where I talk about specifically the tactical shotgun and how and the things that you can you should look for when you're considering a shotgun for home defense, right? But the shotgun works for me very well because I do still have long gun accuracy. Okay. So I am still at more accurate with it than I am going to be with a pistol. It has excellent stopping power, which means less shots. So if I am going to use a pistol instead of my AR 15. Okay. So I'm going to use my nine millimeter. Um, then it has less stopping power and it has less accuracy than a long gun. Now, if I'm in an area like I am in an apartment building, I really have to worry about overpenetration. Okay. I really have to worry about it because I now have neighbors that are behind very thin walls below me on the left of me and the apartment buildings behind me on the other sides of me. So in, in front of me, like on the other side of the street, I'm in an apartment building area. And so overpenetration is huge now. Now, if I have to use my nine millimeter, And this person isn't going down, they're moving around. I might have to change my field of fire several different times, depending upon where I'm moving, where they're moving and all of those rounds, every single round that comes out of, out of your weapon, out of my weapon, we're responsible for every single one of those. So I need to make sure that I can stop that attacker as quickly as I possibly can. And I need to know my fields of fire, like the back of my hand. All right. So, why would I then use a shotgun over a pistol? Because it is obviously, it could potentially have more, more over penetration, right? Well, we'll talk about that when it comes to the ammo choice there, but it is, I recommend a shotgun. Now, first of all, uh, another reason why I mean is that for home defense, people do recognize universally that a shotgun is a good home defense weapon, right? So I would much rather have that shotgun paraded around in front of a jury than my AR-15. Yet I still have excellent stopping power um, and that means less shots that i have to do uh, more chance of hitting my attacker because it's a long gun less chance of hitting innocents around in the area okay all right now let's go on to the ammo choice so as i said for home defense i use my ar pistol and you can get hollow point rounds for 5.56 for increased stopping power. So i don't recommend that you use the regular ball ammunition with your AR15 you should still look at stopping power and being able to you know you want that you want that hydrostatic shock as much as possible with that round it is going at a high speed so it will expand um, there are other different types of of rounds that are out there that are meant for home defense with your with your AR15 that I would highly recommend that you take a look at nonetheless you do want something that is like a hollow point for, even if you are going to choose a home defense rifle. Now, in my apartment, what I choose for my ammunition for my, for my 20 gauge is a 20 gauge slug. Now, I will give you another option here, okay? And that is to use a less lethal ammunition choice. So they do make less than lethal, um, shotgun rounds for, that, that are either going to be rubber balls, or they are going to be beanbags. There's a lot of different types that you can find out there. Okay. Um, I recommend, I don't, I don't personally recommend those, but that that is an option because I do want to stop that attacker. The, the thing is, is that for the average apartment owner who does not do tactical training, you might want to look at something that is not going to have pen over penetration, which is going to be something that is less lethal. Um, like those rubber balls. Um, i I've never seen them actually shot in a home or an apartment to see if those rubber balls are actually going. I don't think they're like bouncy balls like I had as a kid. Right. Um, however, um, I don't know where they're going to go or what they're going to happen if they're not going through sheetrock. Right. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. I, if anybody knows the answer to that, I'd love to get your comment in the uh in the blog post where this uh, where this is. But nonetheless, I want to stop this attacker. OK, so. I use a 20 gauge slug. Now I know a lot of people, other, other people that use a, a machete, machete, a, a uh, I'm, I've got machete on the mind. Uh, any other people that use a shotgun for home defense all like to use buckshot. Now I used to use buckshot also, but I can tell you that ever after speaking with Louis Auerbach, who is deceased now, but was a a real expert in the tactical shotgun. He's the one that convinced me that, you know what? With, with shot, you're responsible for every one of those rounds. And especially in, sh- in smaller settings, uh, even within homes, but especially in apartments, that, that reason why people are using the shotgun, which is to get that spread pattern so that they are basically have a better chance of hitting their target and doing more damage to their target, well, that doesn't really play out in shorter distances. You don't really get that spread of that shot pattern. So it's really kind of null and void. As far as be, having a better chance of hitting your target, so let 's assume that I mean basically your best bet is to actually hit your target. One of the reasons why I use a twenty gauge instead of a twelve gauge, but also with that slug, I only have one round that I have to worry about over penetration for okay so if if it 's a, a shotgun spread and I miss with with all of the of the the pellets in there, well, all of those pellets have the op- the individual opportunity of hitting something. Whether that is a stud, um, out the the fire extinguisher out in the hallway after it passes through the sheetrock, and all those things are going to go around like a like a pinball machine. Okay, so you've got to be very cautious about having that many pellets that are that are jumbling around out there. Okay, so I like the 20 gauge slug. I only have one bullet that I need to worry about, but I do need to worry about that bullet because it's an awfully big bullet that is flying through there, and hopefully I hit my guy. But if I don't, I have to be very careful of that. So that brings us to the final factor here, which is the tactics that we use. So in my home, it's very safe room focused, even if it's during the day and we have all of our doors locked during the day and somebody is trying to get into our home and they're they're trying to beat down the door, they're trying to get through a window. There's still delaying tactics in there or, or delaying um, uh, obstacles in there that I can rally my family typically and get to my safe room. However, I may need to engage them in other areas of my home. And if it's a bump in the night situation, I might have to go room clearing in order to go over and get my son out of his room um, to be able to bring him back to the safe room. So room clearing is something that I definitely it's a skill set that I that I need in that situation. In my apartment, well, I'm still safe room focused, but I have more of an exit plan strategy because I'm not that high off the ground. Um, I don't have a lot of delaying tactics in between there. I have things that... Um, that will delay them. I don't have to worry about other people in in the apartment. And all I need is enough room to get out enough, enough time to get out of my apartment. So that's why I'm looking to escape out the window if I can. Okay. Um, But what this has also meant is that if for some reason, I'm not able to get out there, I look out and it looks like there's a, you know, like a, a getaway vehicle or something like a gang members vehicle that's waiting out there. Okay. If it's, you know, Whatever the situation is, if I, if I'm, if I'm in my living room and somebody is getting through my, my front door somehow, okay, well, what I've done is I have established fields of fire layouts within my apartment using dry fire. So how I do that is essentially I go to different parts of my apartment. And if I were to have somebody get through the door right now, what would, what where would I have to engage them that is safe and where would I engage them that's not safe? All right. So what I've discovered is that I have two very specific areas of field of fire that are completely safe for me. Like if I miss my target, that round is not going to go into an, uh, another apartment building, another apartment next to me or one in front of me. Like I have a, a straight field of fire and I know what that field of fire is. And now knowing what that field of fire and one of those fields of fire is inside of my safe room. So I only have actually one good place inside of my safe room that I can fire from. Um, It's not ideal. So that's why I, I choose to escape from that room if I possibly can. But I know where my fields of fire are with all all within my apartment and what I've done is I've strategically set up barriers that I might need to be able to offer me cover and concealment if somebody were trying to get through. So in other words, if I'm in my living room and somebody is getting through my door for whatever reason, okay, I know, yes, I can make it over into my, into my bedroom. Or if I can't do that, I can, I can actually, what I'd probably first do is get on the other side of my couch, which is uh like a on the other side of the couch I have a bookcase there with a bunch of books on it and those books can act as a bullet barrier okay so that's going to give me cover right um and I did this uh, whole home defense um, interview for our for our NWPA members with Masad AU where we talked about how you know, just several books inside of a bookcase is a very, very good bulletproof barrier for you to be able to hide behind and to be strategically put these around your home. Well that's exactly what I've done on the other side of the couch that I the one couch that I have in my um in my apartment, I'm able to go ahead and use that to be able to use my field of fire because I know where I can shoot to from there. It gives me cover. It gives me concealment. When somebody comes through there, I have an open shot at them and that is a very effective place for me to fire from. Okay. But without doing that field of fire layout yourself using dry fire, being able to really look and observe and analyze what your true backstops are, you're not going to know what those are. Okay. And the word the time to do that is not during a home invasion. All right. So, Um, engaging early at a better option seems to be a lot of times better in my situation. Obviously it's always dependent upon the situation, but everybody needs to evaluate their own personal situation. Alright? right. So what you've gotten here is a glimpse for what I've had to do between the two different places that I'm living right now. What I want to do now is hear from you. Like, do you live in a trailer? Do you live in a condo? Do you live in an apartment building? What have you done specifically that has given you better options in a home defense scenario to be able to protect yourself and those you love? I want to hear from you because I want to know what else to do in my apartment. How can I be made safer in my apartment? Like I said, it's been a long time since I've lived in an apartment. I've had to worry about these things. And so I'd like to hear what are some different things that you've done as well. Go ahead and make sure that you leave your comments on our blog over where this podcast episode is over at ModernCombatAndSurvival.com. And if you have any questions also that either I can help you with or other people, the other listeners, other commenters, other readers that are there will be able to help you with as well in your home defense planning. All right. Go ahead and leave your questions there as well. All right. Well, that wraps up this, uh, this week's show, and I look forward to the next one. Until then, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive.
1: This has been Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment.